the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. It is indeed Texas money and business. It is so good to have you right here on KEXB, experts in business. We say that because we do have experts in business right here around the round table. Doug Parker is here as your host for Ambitious Radio Network. Doug, it's good to see you always. Ron, it's, it's great to see you as well, and, and thanks so much uh, for all that you do for us here on sure. the Ambitious Radio Network. You know, today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about business, a little bit about ministry, a little bit about education, and all kinds of great stuff. We've got a great guest on the show, and uh, Jada Edwards is with One Community Church, and she's the Women's Director, Creative Services Director. But in addition to that, um, you know, that's a full-time job in itself, but she also works at Dallas Community College as a district organizational process analyst, and I know that it takes that to uh, do all that you're doing. So, so Jada, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. So you are extremely busy. I know you're a mother, a, a parent, you know, you're a, a everything. I mean, you're a, you're a wife. You, you've got all this stuff going on. How do you juggle everything? Well, on good days, I just stay in the bed and pull the covers right over my head. <laughs> That's and my I, MO. I call that productive. So, uh, <laughs> no, actually, I, I've always been a person that needs to kind of have my hands in a lot of different pots. And I'm one of those people that gets restless very okay. easily. And mm -hmm. so it does seem like a lot, but I can't think of one thing right now that if I took it off my plate, it would actually make it better. I kind of like to be stretched to capacity. It works for me. You know, the uh, idle time is a devil's playground, I've heard. It is. Or more time in the bed. It and yeah. usually leads to other kind of things aren't as productive, no, eating, no. snacking, sleeping. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So now when we talk about a, a process, uh, organizational process analyst, you know, that's your, your secular daytime job, but what does that really mean? Yeah, and actually that title's evolved a little bit, so it's really a director of organizational effectiveness and process because we okay. were trying to see how long we can make that title. And what we really, what I really do is work with our seven colleges. Dallas County Community College District is made up of seven colleges and three administrative locations and almost 100,000 plus students. And so I work with our college leaders to try to make sure that we're as efficient as possible as we, as we run our processes. And that can be a lot because the government has their hands in our business because we're tax run and then we've got students that we're trying to serve. And so it could be anything from improving our financial aid process to helping our advisors be consistent in the information they're sharing. Goodness, well, that that really is a lot, and I've seen how that that applies obviously within the the ministry as well as the church. There's a lot of moving parts there, but you know, one thing I was so excited to talk to you, I jumped in without thanking our sponsor, so I need to do that oh, real quick. Um, you know, none of this would be possible without our sponsors, and so I'm um, asking you guys, the ambitious listeners, have you ever? had your very own business ninja, someone that swooped in to make things simple or reach more prospects and make more money, start a marketing automation challenge today with Infusionsoft. Leverage the power of their marketing automation training to become that ninja at Infusionsoft.com or go to AmbitiousRadio.com and click on the banner there. Also, most small business owners need to personally guarantee loans that they take out for their companies. And it can be tough to do that if you've got credit issues. 
If you've had less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com to schedule your free credit report evaluation. So with that being said, thank you guys for that. And, um, you know, Jada, we're going to get into kind of talking just a, a little bit more and getting to know the, the ambitious leader that you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I mean, what is one of the personal habits that you would say has contributed most to your success? Wow, that feels like I'm filling out a profile online or something. I like long walks in the sunset. <laughs> it's just such a heavy question. <laughs> but when I think about it, uh, I think two things have really shaped me, especially recently. And the first thing is I've learned what to say no to. And if you look at my plate, it might not seem like I say no to a lot, but I actually say no to a lot. And mm-hmm. so knowing uh, where I don't fit has been helpful, really helpful. And the second thing is the the flip side of that is knowing where I add value. And um, I'm able to step back and remove myself from things that I'm no longer adding value to. Sometimes you add value to an effort or to a movement in a particular season, Mm -hmm. and then your time expires. And you'll do yourself the best service and everyone else when you know to step back and maybe play the same role in another organization or another effort. And so um, being able to capitalize on where I add value, and it's not the whole gamut. Nobody adds value from A to Z. Everybody right. has sweet spots. And so knowing where those are, being able to identify those and uh, jump in, do what I can do best and get out helps helps keep me moving. You know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, every season has a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard something the other day that I think it was a Theodore Roosevelt quote, but it talked about it's amazing what you can get accomplished when you don't care who gets the credit for it. Right. And mm-hmm. when you're working on these projects, sometimes they can become your baby or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And, you know, knowing when to um, cut loose and say, hey, I've added value on this season. Someone yeah. else can take the ball and run with it. And mm-hmm. it allows you to do other things and expand so you don't get stagnant in that position. So that's, that's a really, really good point. Um, one thing I've seen over the years, whether it's in the ministry or, or any other job, um, you get rolling, you get doing stuff. And um, if you're not careful, also, you can get bogged down. Absolutely. And, and we planted our church. So, mm-hmm. you know, that seven years ago with our 18 people in our living room, we were everything. Mm-hmm. Pastor, uh, my husband, Conway Edwards and I, we were the speakers, teachers, worship leaders, ushers, cooks, chefs, parking lot. We were everything. And mm-hmm. so if you grow and you're still trying to teach on Sunday and lead the parking lot and usher, I mean, it's just ridiculous if you mm-hmm. think about it. And so it's been a lesson that we really have learned. And I think it's made us effective in our ministry and in our professional lives. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, I know I was talking to you about kind of some of your favorite quotes and different things. And, and I really like what you had to say about that. But what, I don't remember the exact words. What was your favorite quote? My favorite quote, one of my life quotes has been, man's rejection is God's protection. And it has happened and come true for us over and over again. And so it's the moment that you're in that crazy relationship and maybe someone breaks up with you and it's so heartbreaking. And you look back down the road years later and say, thank God they broke up with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you got laid off or maybe the opportunity uh, that you wanted didn't present itself or you didn't get chosen for whatever you might have been pursuing. Always hindsight will reveal that even when man seems to reject us, it's always God protecting us. He knows exactly what he's doing and he may hurt in the moment, but he knows exactly how it's going to play out in the future. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's powerful words right there from Jada Edwards, One Community Church. Um, now, one of the things about ambitious leaders and people that step out there on faith, there's there are always fears because mm-hmm. we nobody wants to to get stung, you know, and go out mm-hmm. there and step out there and do something. So let's talk a little bit about some fears, because I know that you grew up in Oak Cliff and you, you know, you kind of decided. You, you and Dr. Conway Edwards decided to, to plant a church on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit out of the norm for what yeah. maybe you, you had been doing. Um, but what type of fears did you guys have when you decided oh. to make that 
Oh, my gosh. So many fears. And at the risk of sounding unspiritual, uh, money (laughs) was one of the big ones. Right. Like, how are we going to pay the bills? And you know in your head that God provides and he's Jehovah Jireh, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're like, but there's still not a check to cover (laughs) this list of expenses. Right. So trying to pay bills was a big one. Uh, Will people come? And and Mm -hmm. not just so not necessarily for their approval, but for God's approval. Like, is God going to bless this? Is this what he's saying to do? you can think you hear him, but then every step of the way, there's always going to be some doubts and some insecurities. Um, we had a lot of friends who just scared us to death. And they said, church planning is hard. Mm-hmm. 50 years from now, you're still going to have 12 people and they're going to all be your cousins. And <laughs> you don't know if it's going to work out. And so uh, we had a lot of fears. And, and when we start a family, we start our family much later than we planned, as mm-hmm. you know, just because of that's where God, that, of what God was calling us. So we had a number of insecurities that we had to try to... Um, not live in, because I, I don't think it's realistic to say, don't be afraid. Right. But I think it's one thing to be afraid. It's another thing to have a spirit of fear, which the Bible says we don't have. And so in the moment of fear, how do we then turn that into a faith move that we can say, okay, God, I'm a little afraid, but I still believe you. Right. I trust in the Lord, right? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Very good. So let's talk about, you know, books and things that you like. I know that, or I saw that Love and War by John and uh, Stacey Eldridge. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's talk about that real quick. Cause I, I know John Eldridge from, from a different book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but let's talk about that one. What is that? A, is that a, like a husband and wife type book? It is. It's a marriage book. And uh, the fact that war is in the title mm-hmm. <laughs> it tells you exactly what it's about. Uh, it's amazing. It really, changed I believe it was one of the defining moments in my marriage with Conway really? it changed us because it gave us not just the cushy things to do have devotions every night and make sure you pray together which are those things are important but it paints a picture that as as believers we all know that we're in spiritual warfare but then when you get married you've got a partner in spiritual warfare and yep. it's it's you and and your spouse not standing face to face to fight each other but standing back to back to get the enemy so it gives you this image of like when you watch a an army flick or an action movie and those two partners they're not face to face when they're trying to cover a building they're back to back because okay. they have the greatest vision so they know they're together but they're still they take on a posture that says it's us together fighting whatever's coming at us. And that book gives you a clarity on the fact that once you decide to get married, you've taken on an additional spiritual battle with the enemy and it it was life changing for me. You know, that's that's a great point. And and a lot of times, you know, a lot of our listeners, uh, they're ambitious in one way or another. They're entrepreneurs or leaders and they're out there. And sometimes our ambition can overtake things like a marriage or Absolutely. other relationships. And so uh, it's it's really, the, uh, that's a sounds like a great book. I have not read that particular one, but I am familiar with John Elder. So I'm going to check that one out for Julie and myself because I, I want to I see what I can learn on oh, that deal. It's and good stuff. Learn from other people's successes. So as we kind of wrap up this segment, a little later in the show, we're going to be talking to Jada more about personalities and the different you know types that are out there and, and really how to become a chameleon to complement others' personalities so that you can uh, maximize your effectiveness. And um, we're, if you miss something on the show, you want to go back and reference it, check us out on ambitiousradio.com. The content discussed there will be referenced on the guest show page. Just click on the listen button and previous episodes and the guest names will be listed. Like us on Ambitious Radio Network, uh, or like Ambitious Radio Network on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking more to Jada Edwards about her pursuits and her experiences of becoming an ambitious leader, both in the secular world and in ministry, right here on the Ambitious Radio Network.
Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing, to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to RepairMyCreditNow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com Back in here on Texas Money and Business on KEXB. It is experts in business, certainly experts in business around our roundtable today as Doug Parker is here. And Jada Edwards. And Jada, you know, it's interesting. And in learning more about you and your husband, Conway, you guys have authored authored two books. And it's great to know that you are uh, are such great mentors and leaders in the community and and beyond. Uh, What kind of challenges are you and Conway facing these days with all the socioeconomic unrest that's going on in in our country and challenges uh, spiritually as people look to you guys as men? mentors and, and leaders. Uh, give us an idea of some of the things that you you two are praying about these days. Oh, wow, Ron. One of our biggest challenges is really just maintaining and fostering a spirit of unity in our church and in our community because yeah. our headlines are divisive. Yeah, so are. it's racially divisive. It's economically divisive. We've got terrorism on our brain. Mm-hmm. So we have national divisiveness. Uh, we have religious divisiveness. If you believe one thing, I assume some things about you. And trying to really teach our congregation and invite them into a place of unity has really been a big challenge. And I think we naturally fall in lines uh, along our comfort zones. And so uh, reminding them that the Holy Spirit works through unity in the body of believers and that we can't let the headlines dictate how we're going to segregate ourselves has probably been one of our biggest challenges. Well, we commend you for for your work and and for just being great examples and mentors in all that you do. And it translates right into business, Doug, because uh, as the business model and people that are listening that that are looking for ideas and entrepreneur paths, uh, what a great example with Jada and Conway. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and I often uh, say this uh, from, a, from a selfish point of view. There are things I love about going to our church because I can go back and apply so much of it back in business. Yeah. And so I, I do everything that I can. And, and a couple of years ago, I've, I've got a relationship with Inc. Magazine where I, I take these trips a couple times a year and um, get to take kind of backstage rock star passes to different companies. And I specifically gave it up to go through the leadership college because I want at the church because I wanted to I only had so much time in a day mm-hmm. and I was like I, I really want to get you know right. get fed yeah. and it's so applicable to everything else and I mm-hmm. just use it as continuing education it's just part mm-hmm. of part of my DNA yeah. and the church you know our church is providing that so it's so fantastic to be able to do that and today we're talking to to Jada Edwards One Community Church and we're going to talk about becoming an ambitious leader and it's brought to you by our gracious sponsors all three reports.com that's all the number three reports with an s.com Many people only check their credit through every three to five years when they're buying a new home or maybe when they're purchasing a vehicle. But if there's an issue, it could be too late. So you always want to be proactive and not be reactive. So go to all3reports.com. And speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They are 
offer a better way to lease your new car. All right, so Jada, let's talk about um, being a kind of an ambitious leader real quick, and, and I'll get through this part of it so that we can get straight to the personalities, but what's what's the best advice you think you've ever received? Oh, my goodness. Again, Doug, these are good questions. <laughs> the best advice, actually, uh, for, me, for me as a, a woman, a female leader, uh, one of my best pieces of advice actually came from my father and then one of my mentors. And uh, they challenged me that no matter how independent I perceived myself or how uh, strong-willed my temperament was, that God still knows what he's doing in creation. And so submitting to my husband, submitting to leaders, uh, being a great follower— um, is just as important as being a good leader. And um, that has been something I've had to craft over time. So I think, obviously, for all of us, men and women, God has called us to submit to authority. And then we have a unique calling. I think there's a unique challenge on female leaders because mm-hmm. you have attention, especially if you get married. You have right. one role you play in your home and maybe a different role you play in ministry or in other areas you lead. And so that that idea of keeping um, in perspective that regardless of what I'm doing, it shouldn't conflict with who God's called me to be as a woman. You know, that's great. And and I want to add, I don't have it in my notes here, and and it may cause us to go a little bit over, but I definitely want to do it because one of the things we talked about were the different spirits um, that that they're out there. So Mm -hmm. can can, can you elaborate a little bit on that real quick? Do you have a little snapshot you can do on those? I remember the unity spirits that we talked Mm -hmm. about. I think one was Korah, one was Jezebel, and one was Absalom, the three spirits found in the Old Testament. And they all, at at the fundamental level, have something to do with divisiveness. One was, I hear things from my leader, I pretend to follow, but then I go and create factions once I'm not in his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, another one had to do with um, sensuality, the Jezebel spirit, and not necessarily sexuality, but just a sensualness that we use the natural chemistry that God gives us between men and women to try to manipulate our way. And Korah and Absalom were pretty similar. I think the difference with the Absalom was that it was a more one-on-one, and Korah might have been for uh, for larger groups. When you're trying to actually break away from the leadership of the church and Absalom being when you as an individual are just being rebellious. So they were pretty close together. But yeah, our Conway, as you know, our pastor has been very, very diligent about making sure we are discerning so that right. we can see disunity coming before it wrecks us. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so applicable in the church for sure. But, you know, when I look at it in business, it's the same thing. I mean, absolutely. there's there's the around the water cooler talk and the different things. Mm-hmm. And, and the and, meeting after the meeting. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And, and it's, you know, it's the kind of things where, you know, in, in healthy environments, things grow mm-hmm. and in unhealthy environments, things die. Absolutely. And so mm-hmm. that can happen in, in all those things. So I, I would encourage our ambitious listeners to go research those three uh, spirits. So it's Cora, Jezebel and, and Absalom. Absalom. OK, uh-huh. I so, think the book is called A House United. Maybe oh, you know what? I think you're house right. House United or uh-huh. House Divided. <laughs> Hopefully not divided. Maybe it's House United. I think that's what it is. Well, I'll, I'll research that, and we definitely <laughs> will put that on the, on the show notes page for Jada Edwards. And so um, we're skipping around just a little bit here, but what I really want to spend time on, because I was, I've been through so many different personality style trainings over the years, I'm very... Um, into that stuff. I like it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you need to know what others are and tr- so you can kind of mold to the way they want to be. And it's great to know how you are mm-hmm. because as we talk about in a few minutes, you know, the director personality style person is that steamroller type A person and mm-hmm. they might run over some sweet little person that mm-hmm. just, you know, they, they need a touchy-feeliness. And so you got to know how you're dealing with them. But um, let, let's let's ask a couple more questions because I think in the next segment we can really get deep into that. Um, but h- let me ask this. Who is mentoring you right now or who are you following that that you kind of want to know a little bit more about well, mentoring, I have a couple of women. One is our former pastor's wife, actually, Lois Evans. She's okay. just a great resource for me. 
has always been like a mother and just she's wise in, in general. But now that I've become a pastor's wife, she obviously has a more specific, right. uh, some more specific input that she can give me. And there's another woman who has been uh, like a mentor to me named Rhoda Gonzalez. And she also is a pastor's wife. Okay. So maybe the Lord was setting me up because when they became my mentors, I was probably in high school. So um, those two women, in addition to a few other people that I just may consult on in, on case-by-case basis, uh, are probably pouring into me a lot. Um, those are my direct mentoring relationships. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So let me ask you this. If, if you could go back and tell a Jada of 10 years ago kind of <laughs> one thing, what would you tell yourself? Oh, gosh, what would I tell myself? You can't control everything. It'll just, it will work itself out. You be diligent. Uh, let the Lord do what he's going to do when he's going to do it. Yeah. I think the control thing has probably played a front role or has had a front and center role in my life for, for, for too long. So control, just try not to manipulate it, knowing it's going to work out. You know, that's uh, the ambitious folks that want to go out there and Easier charge said. forward. Yeah, because that's part of your strength. Right, right. But if you're not careful, it can become a weakness. Absolutely. And it's harder if you are great at controlling things. Right. If you're a director, if you're a driver and you're a visionary and you're a planner and you're a strategist, man, knowing when to back up and say, but I'm still not God. Right. <laughs> I'm still not Jesus. Uh, uh, and sometimes I have to be like, wait. Oh, right. I am not. Okay. I have to convince myself. No, no. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Now, so, and that kind of leads right into the next question. If there was an aspiring leader that was coming up and you wanted to pour into them, what would be one thing that you would tell them? Read, 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 read a lot, read worthy texts, <laughs> starting with the Bible. I think especially now we're in an app generation. We're in a verse of the day generation. And so you can just get your verse and think you've got it and you don't have any idea of context or what is happening in this story. So I am passionate and just a, a big proponent of reading the Bible and then other good works. I don't think we read enough. I think that what you read greatly influences you and it can't be something that's just magazines and on you know social media updates. Like read something that's worthy to be read. And the second thing is um, be intentional about who you hang out with. I mm-hmm. think the people that you spend time with, whether you think you're influencing them or not, they're going to influence you. Right. And so what you read and who you hang out with. You know, I think it's um, I'm trying to think of the the author of this, but or this quote. But he says basically, you're the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. And so, uh, and and another kind of version of that is is the, the person you are five years from now will be the same person you are today, with the exception of two things: the people that you hang out with mm-hmm. and the books that you read, or mm-hmm. the social media that you read, right. or whatever the TV you that you watch, in. whatever right. you take in. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's very powerful stuff. So be just be on guard about what you allow to influence your mind. Yeah, I think we can deceive ourselves sometimes in thinking that if I if I have an influential personality, I can deceive myself into thinking that I'm the influencer mm-hmm. in all of my relationships. And that's not necessarily true. Just because I talk the most or make the most decisions, I'm going to be influenced by the people I spend time with. And so that it just becomes significant. They can drain you or fill you pour into you or take away from you and you'll see it in the long run well what great stuff from jada edwards at one community church we got visiting with us today it really is great stuff for our ambitious listeners and if you like what you're hearing subscribe to the be ambitious newsletter on ambitiousradio.com next we could talk we will be talking more to jada about the ambitious things that she's doing now and what's next on ambitious radio network and kexb
Texas Money and Business, and ambitious radio network is underway. Doug Parker is here, and you can always count on Doug to have a phenomenal guest, and today is no exception, Doug. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, we've got Jada Edwards here with us today of One Community Church. And, you know, for our ambitious listeners out there, if you're thinking about expanding your business but don't know but don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a new phone system, consider grasshopper.com. Keep your existing number, multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. So, Jada, uh, let's talk just a little bit. I've been teasing everybody with all this uh, personality stuff because I'm so excited about it. As I mentioned before, I've heard you talk about it before, and I've heard lots of other ones, and I really, honestly, and I'm not just trying to to pump you up because you're here on the show today, but I really (laughs) feel like you are great about articulating personality personalities and how they intermingle with one another. Mm. Um, it's one thing for people to tell you, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. So there's a lot of different personality styles that are out there, Myers-Briggs and DISC. I actually was researching a little bit for the show, and there's like a hundred of them out there or something. Absolutely. But let me ask you this, which one is your favorite? I prefer the DISC model. It's simple, and I think the layperson can use it. You don't have to go back to college to understand who you are. You can just take a few assessments and um, get some basic information and then spend the rest of your time trying to actually apply it and, and do, do different things based on what you know. Gotcha. Okay, so so DISC. So yeah. now let's talk about that for just a minute. What do those stand for? So DISC model covers, it, it tries to group temperaments into four basic areas. And the D stands for dominant director. You're a dominant director type of personality, usually a driver, um, fast-paced decision maker, task-oriented type of person. The I is for the uh, influential influencer. Basically, you're the you're the talker, you're gregarious, and you're also fast-paced, but instead of being task-oriented, you're people-oriented. And so you can sell anything, you can persuade everyone, you're usually the life of the party, uh, you're the spontaneous, creative one. The third temperament is S, and that's the steady, the steady person, and it stands for being basically steady or supportive. And that temperament tends to be slower paced, but people oriented. So, whereas the I personality, the influencer, can manage many relationships across a, a large number of people, the S type of personality prefers one on one relationships with fewer people. So, they are loyal, they're patient, they're supportive, they're dependable. Those are the S type personalities. And lastly, you have the C, which is the conscientious compliant one. So they are the accountants and the lawyers, and they make sure it's right that I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And when the D says, let's go, the C says, how are we going to get there? Uh, They're task oriented, but at a slower pace. So they like to get things done, but they need to get them done right. Gotcha. Okay, so that gives us kind of a high level. So when we go through these, we're going to spend on on this segment a a little bit of time on the director and the influencer. So on the D and the I, and really how those uh, kind of kind of intertwine. And so you know, over the years, it's funny. My my twenty year anniversary is coming up here in a few weeks, and you know, my wife often tells me. I did not marry a director personality, and that's what you've become. And um, you used to be fun and just go do stuff. And it was like, well, you know, our lifestyles changed. I was mm-hmm. 19 years old. I didn't. I was footloose and fancy free. Mm-hmm. Didn't have no kids. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, running different corporations as a CEO and and all that. I, I've had to change my personality, and so. I didn't realize I had changed it, but that's ultimately what happened, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think during the day, uh, the the nine to five, I'm definitely a director. And when I'm project oriented, even if it's stuff that's church related, um, I was talking to somebody the other day because we were, we were 
purposely talking about our flaws and our shortcomings and how do we get better on stuff. And he's like, Doug, you might tend to steamroll somebody and just mm-hmm. run right over them. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I get stuff done. Right. But um, yeah. that's one of the, I know one of the drawbacks that I have in, in that director role. But talk a little bit more about being a, a director, dominant driver, decision maker type, task oriented person. Yeah. Well, if you look it up, you'll see Conway Edwards' face right next to it. And he's <laughs> yep. going to laugh that I mentioned him here on the show. But yes, our the pastor of our church and my husband is the epitome of a director. So they speak in sentences and not questions. The, everything is a tell, and they don't even realize it. They just don't even have a question mark in their in their uh, vocabulary. And so uh, they're very command oriented. They get things done. Visionary. And uh, Conway is an example of that. He looks ten years down the road. He sees fifteen years down the road. Um, they tend to be fast paced. And so the D and the I, the two we're talking about in this segment, are both fast paced temperaments. The D more task oriented. The I more people oriented but in that task orientation role they're very results driven they they like to accomplish whatever's been set out and sometimes that accomplishment can be to the detriment of the people that they're they're needing to help them accomplish the role so they can be steamroll personalities and they can come across harsh but the beauty of knowing a person is a d or, or knowing that you're a d is that even if they're harsh and they seem to steamroll you you, you know it's because they have a task orientation and not because they're intentionally trying to hurt your feelings. Well, look, look. And so that is... I love knowing who you are and who you're dealing with because then I can save a lot of time being offended. <laughs> you, you know, and, and that's that's a good point because... I think one of the things um, when I first started learning about personalities, I was like, well, I know I'm my personality. So just like get out of my way because this is how I roll. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, whoa, 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 it doesn't matter what my personality style is. It matters what your personality right. style is so mm-hmm. that I can adapt so I can become a chameleon. Mm-hmm. And if I'm dealing with, for instance, with Pastor Conway, well, I typically am not in a subordinate role in what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I'm normally the driver. And sometimes you put two of those kind of guys together and it can be, you know, fire on Explosive, fire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I've really enjoyed it because I get to operate with him and see how I treat others. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it makes me smile because I'm like, oh, no, I didn't do that, did I? But <laughs> I understand how he is because that's how I am. Right. And I just go, you know what? In this role, I'm subordinate to this. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, that fast-paced, uh, visionary, focused on results. I just need to get results for him, and he'll love it. Mm-hmm. And it's not personal. It's nothing personal. It's just, hey, go get it done. Mm-hmm. And then if he doesn't tell you anything wrong, then you did fine. Right. And Absolutely. then, you know, and but it's so important to really know if that's who you really are. So when I right. do these temperaments, uh, the temperament assessments, I try to ask people, who are you on vacation? Mm-hmm. Not who have you become? Not because nature and nurture is a big thing. And if you grew up in a single parent home and money was always tight, for example, you're going to have some D tendencies because you've always had to just survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't mean you're a D. If, that, right. if those things, you're able to achieve them, but they drain you, that's probably not who you are. Just because you can do it doesn't mean that's where you thrive. And so okay. I try to ask people, who are you on vacation? Because on vacation, my husband still wakes up at 8 a.m. and says, what's today's agenda? <laughs> and I'm saying it involves sand and water. That is it. I don't understand. Wake me up at noon. You know, that's the agenda. Make sure we eat at some point of the day. Uh, so it's, it's who you are when you're relaxed. You just can't help it. Because what happens is if you want to be a D and maybe you're a businesswoman or a businessman and you're thinking, Yes, I'm a D because I'm a CEO type of person. Number one, that temperament is going to drain you because it's not who you really are. Number two, you're going to hurt a lot of people's feelings because they're going to see other sides of you that aren't consistent with that D temperament. And they're going to say, wait a minute. No, you are being offensive. 
No, you are being harsh and you're aware of it because you have other parts of you that don't follow that temperament. When you're true to who you are, people can be forgiving because they see it consistently. You're not harsh with me and nice with her. It's just how you are with everybody. Does that make sense? I appreciate you explaining that because as a as a, a, a right brain person, a dreamer, a, uh, you know, someone who's creating all the time, stops and stares into the sunset and the beautiful things like that, I, I find myself challenged sometimes uh, when it comes to getting into a business role uh, of, of upping the tempo a little bit, getting things done. Uh, so we can, it, it, although we embrace our, our certain personality type or things like that, in general, I think sometimes, is it, correct me, we, we need to be flexible and to kind of step up our game a little bit and, and adapt to the people around us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the model that Jesus gave us. I love the DISC because it really plays on the discipleship, the mm-hmm. core, four letters in discipleship. And Jesus was all of those things. And when he was talking to the Pharisees, he was a D. There was no question. But if it was Zacchaeus, he'd be an S and one-on-one and come on, Zacchaeus, here's what it means to be born <laughs> Again, you know, yeah. <laughs> and if he was a C and breaking down the law to people, he's like, this is exactly how it went. Or if he was on the mountainside talking to 5,000, you have to be an I to capture the attention of 5,000. And so he did it all. And so if we're all made in the image of Christ. We have things that we might tend toward that might be strong for us, but we're able to function in all of those roles as the spirit leads us. And so it's the awareness, being honestly aware of who you are is so critical to that. You know, uh, ambitious listeners, this is this is kind of interesting. You know, I talk about how many things I've gone through, and I pick up something new just now. Uh, and I said it. You know, I used to be one way, and you know now I'm a different way. And my wife, you know, it's we've adapted and we've uh, you know, adopted this, that, and the other, and found ways to make things work. But the reality is. Am I truly a director of personality? Probably not. I just have adapted that way, and it's Mm -hmm. successful, and it works. Um, But there are times where my wife sees me cutting up and doing stuff and having a good time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'd never connected those two dots before because sometimes I'll be at a restaurant, and it doesn't matter if it's a male or a female, and I'll just kind of, you know, I'm just kind of sweet-talking them. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. hey, can you please get me something, you know, whatever. you're an I. I don't know what the world is telling you. You're an I. Now, I think you can function as a D because you have to, Right. but on a a day where nothing needs to be done, you're an I. Well, and see, you know, and, and, and I knew that I had changed a little bit over the years, but what I had never connected in my head was the fact that um, people sometimes see me one way because I can be right. polarizing. Right. So what right. happens is is that you know people want to jump on my team all the time, but then when I got to lay the law down, they're like, never mind. Yeah, they, they're, <laughs> it really is because I want to change teams. <laughs> right. And so I never have really connected that dot, and that's and that's probably the reason why is because I feel like I got to kind of go hard in the paint sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's not really the case. Now we've spent a lot of time on directors. We've got another couple minutes left, and, and let's talk about that influencer real quick. That I for just a minute. Well, that's near and dear to my heart. That's my strongest temperament, and I have just declared truth that it is also yours. <laughs> Yes, uh, so they're the talkers. They were the ones that as a kid, every report card said she talks too much. She talks too much. My mother was like, why are you distracting students? And I was like, because I have nothing to do. What, what do you want me to do? And so now that I teach Bible studies twice a month and I travel and speak, she's like, thank God the Lord has used your skills for good and not evil because I just was a talker. And, right. you know, it's that whole selling igloos to an Eskimo. You're like, right. I can sell you anything. I can sell ice cream to an Eskimo. And so um, they're used to the clowns and often like the center of attention, uh, usually high recognition. And these aren't bad things. That mm-hmm. the, the beauty of temperament is that that's who God made us to be. So I'm not ashamed that I like recognition. I'm not ashamed that I like to be the center of attention because it's great. Uh, my husband also is an I. We share that. And so we're fighting for stage time all the time. You know, the two of us <laughs> up there, it's like no big deal. Whether it's 10 people or 10,000, we're good. We're ready to go. And so those I temperaments tend to be very easy. They are conversation makers. They don't meet a stranger. If you put them in a room of 100 after an hour they're going to know probably 50 of them 
right. and, and remember at least enough to be able to make a connection if they see them again. And so they serve a significant purpose. They're outgoing and gregarious and they talk with their hands and you sh- usually like to look nice because they like fashion and everything visual and creative. And so they're important to the body. Yeah, absolutely. That is fantastic. And so many of these uh, different personality styles, they, they intermingle and weave together. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because in the next segment, we're going to talk about the S or the steady and then also uh, the C or compliant. And, um, you know, the reality is sometimes with the I's and the D's, it's good to have a compliant person around to you keep them out of jail. Them. <laughs> uh, so um, with that being said, it's ambitious times here. And we are so happy to have Jada Edwards here on the show. Uh, we'll continue our conversation on personality styles here in just a moment and also what she does to recharge her ambitious mind body and spirit right here on the ambitious radio network experts in business hello this is doug parker with the ambitious radio network and while the blazing heat of summer's just passed it's just a matter of time before the cold weather gets here are you with an incumbent energy provider do you really know how much they're charging you per kilowatt Sometimes they quote you a low rate, but then add back in delivery charges or some kind of other miscellaneous charges. Go to freeelectricitydfw.com for a free evaluation. Who knows, with just a few referrals, you could actually earn free electricity. If you're tired of paying outrageous electricity bills, do something about it. Would you like to get a significant discount or even earn free electricity? Go to freeelectricitydfw.com and compare our rates and see what you're paying to your current provider. Go to freeelectricitydfw.com to compare our rates to what you are currently paying with your provider. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. And guess what? Doug Parker, Ambitious Radio Network, I've got free electricity. It's great, especially in the summertime and as the bills go up in the wintertime as well. And you can't beat free cents per kilowatt. Switch to save with freeelectricitydfw.com. That's freeelectricitydfw.com. See website for more details. Back in here on Texas Money and Business and Doug Parker with Ambitious Radio Network. And Doug, I'm sad to see this last segment come about here. I'm learning so much with Jada. Uh, man, it's it's an education. It's a joy. It's all those things, right? I'll tell you what, it really is. And we were just talking in the break a little bit about, you know, kind of managing people's expectations when they jump on your team, letting them know what your personality style is and what your shortcomings are so that they're not offended and, and that they can communicate that to you. So it's it's really an opportunity every time that I do the show that I get to really personally be mentored by whoever our guest is and then, uh, you know, obviously broadcast it out for the world to hear. So we're so excited about doing that. And it's made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. Uh, and it's it's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay, a wise man once mm-hmm. said. And uh, so let RepairMyCreditNow.com help you get back on track. Many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. I know that's me for sure. And we've teamed up with audible.com to offer you a free audiobook. Just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on the banner there, and get your free book with a subscription to audible.com. So today, talking to Jada Edwards, one community church where we create environments where no one walks alone. And if you don't know what their personality style is, you may be walking beside of them and, and they don't you don't even know who they are. That's right. So we're going to jump straight in and and get to the third personality style or the steady supportive role. Let's talk about that a little bit, Jada. Okay. So our first two were the D and the I, and those were both fast paced. So they share tempo. They're the fast walkers, fast talkers, fast hand movers. 
the D is for task, the I is for people. And then the next two we're going to talk about, the S and the C, they're both slower paced. And slow is not bad, so you need both. The S is the slower paced, people oriented. So they share the people orientation in common with the I, but they do it at a slower pace. Those are the people that know that your nephew had surgery six months ago and they remember his birthday and they remind the D's and the I's to send a card. So you need those people. Uh, they're dependable and loyal. They'll join your team and they're not going to leave unless it is an earthquake. They're not going to leave just because you hurt their feelings. But disloyalty is a huge thing for them. So once yeah. you lose their trust, uh, S's, it is a big deal to know how to repair that. Um, S's are also very patient. And they have the time. They're usually uh, your prayer warriors and your counselors because they have the bandwidth to sit and listen to one individual, you know, kind of peel back the layers of their story. And so they're, again, critical to the body of Christ. And, and what you'll notice is if you survey a room of 100 people, probably 10 to 15 percent of them will be D's and I's and the rest are going to be S's and C's. That's okay. the world is S's and C's. So it's the reason why you have one CEO to lead a massive company. You don't need that. That many D's and I's in the world. Okay. We would drive the world off the ledge. <laughs> you need the supporters, the people who actually get it done, who stick around because we lose interest after a while. We right. move on to the next thing. And so the S's and C's, I encourage them that they're really the glue. They're the workforce of the ministry and, and of the world, really. That's fantastic. That really is great stuff. And then on the the C, now that's the compliant. Now you said another word, but I, I, conscientious. Conscientious. Yes. Okay. They are the rule followers, and they look. If you come, if you say the meetings at ten, that means at nine fifty five, we're pretty much ready to go. Right. Don't come in at ten ten because it's not just late. It's like you've disrespected my time, and it's a big deal to them because they're rule followers, and they have rearranged their day to be there at nine fifty, and now you're strolling in at ten ten. Right. So all the C's on my team, I just oh lord, I try my best best to be on time because I's and D's live in a time continuum <laughs> and S's and C's live in actual chronos. <laughs> we know it's nine o'clock and we D's and I's live in nine ish. You know, right. we live in ish. Mm -hmm. So I most of my text messages when people say when things are going to start, it ends with ish. I'm like, you know, ish. And they're like, oh, God, with the ish. And so uh, the C's, though, they're the people that when the D says, hey, we're going to plant a church. Right. And the I says, cool, I want to do it. I'll sing and I'll dance and I'll tap dance. And the S's go, all right, I'll pray for us. And the C's say, all right, where are we going to meet? How much is it going to cost? Mm -hmm. What do we need to do to execute this? And so they're rule followers. They're, uh, they like to be correct. They're usually perfectionists. Uh, sometimes they can delay decisions because they really analyze. They want it to be right so bad. They need that D to give them a little tap and say, let's just decide. So it, it all balances out. They're slower pace, but task. So they mm -hmm. share task orientation with the D. Okay. The D does it at lightning speed. The C do it at an analytical, more methodical speed. So okay. D's and C's are task oriented s's and i's are people oriented and then d's and i's are fast paced and s's and c's are slow paced so you get a nice little matrix when you mix up everybody and 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 when you talk about that so and everybody has some of these personality traits mm -hmm. there's just a dominant one and then kind of like a secondary typically right yeah and, and every now and then you'll have a third one. Uh, usually, if you're D, your second one is going to be I or C. Okay. If you're I, second one is going to be D or S. So there's some common personalities. The ones you see the least are I and C and S and D because they don't share pace or orientation. Does that right. make sense? Absolutely. So it, it's easier when you're looking at it visually. But there's usually some things that you're going to have in common. But you you really will start to know where you're weakest um, because those things drain you. So okay. my lowest is an S and I can counsel, but right. after I've done a counseling session, I need a nap. 
Right. right? Yeah, right. Now, after I've taught Bible study to 500 people, I don't need them. I'm fine. Right. And then I can talk to 18 more people in line. That gotcha. doesn't bother me. But man, if I had to <laughs> listen yeah. to somebody's story. So when people come and they're like, I want to meet with you, I need to. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want to counsel with me <laughs> because I'm probably going to give you two or three scriptures and say, stop sinning. Right. <laughs> Move on. You know, you want a person that's going to sit down and peel back those layers with you. And so uh, they, they all have different values. But knowing where you're weak and what drains you is just as important important as knowing what, what fills you up. You know, that's that's interesting as we kind of transition into the next kind of part of this segment. And and one of my questions is, what drains you and what fills you? And obviously, again, another thing I picked up today is if you're operating outside of your personality style, it's going to drain you. It's going to drain you. Yep. And if you're operating within it, then it fills you. And sometimes, you know, I'll go to a meeting and I'm, you know, and I, I'm on top of the world. And I had a guy that I, I go to bed early at night. Um, but I had a guy that I went to a meeting, I was all pumped up and then at nine o'clock we left and then it's 11 o'clock and I'm still awake and I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to go to sleep. I got to get up at five thirty. Right, right. And this guy's texting me, he goes, man, I can't go to sleep tonight. Right. And <laughs> I realized, pumped, right? yeah, cause I'm pumped up. And I'm like, why am I so pumped up? And I woke up and I felt fine, but it was, it was really something that was filling me. So what, what would you say, you know, it's something that uh, you talked about what already drains you, but what would you say that fills you? What do you do to recharge? Uh, man, oh. well, oddly enough, even though I am a high I and my second ones are probably C and D, uh, I get recharged by being by myself, <laughs> which is not typical. So okay. a seasons of life, seasons of life, uh, crisis, trauma, those things can impact our personalities for, for a period of time. Normally, I recharge with friends and family and hanging out. But because of our ministry responsibilities and we're in such high touch with people, yep. being by myself actually recharges me, but only just for a couple of days. Uh, and then, you know, music, anything creative, plays, music, dancing, singing, those kind of things, because I'm a artsy fartsy person. Right. Now, that makes that makes perfect <laughs> sense. So let me ask you this. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, pick your brain a little bit, um, you know, I know, obviously, visit 1cc.com. Mm-hmm, so come mm-hmm. on down, come to church. Mm-hmm. with us check it out Come um, we got four services we got one for you on saturday night and three on sunday morning so there's no excuses there <laughs> but um if somebody want to reach out are you on twitter or anything i am on twitter it's uh, jada edwards 1721 and that's from john 1721 where jesus is saying that they be one like you and i are one the name of our church came from that so it's jada edwards 1721 uh, i'm on facebook just jada edwards you can find me or jada coben edwards i think my maiden name is there and i'm on instagram and i'm on periscope i'm a social media i'm an eye exactly i want everything i want everything right <laughs> well i tell you what jada thank you so much for coming on the show it has been just an educational uh show for for me i know and and ron as well and, and of course our our uh, ambitious listeners thanks to all of our sponsors ambitious radio could not do it without you repair my credit repair my credit now.com it's a great thing about live radio you know what i mean you can mess oh, yeah. up and you know it is exactly. what it is yeah, and but, I'm it. yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely well uh, entrepreneurs that own small businesses are often looking for ways to save money and you know just a quick question for you when's the last time you looked at your electric bill how much are you paying go to free electricity dfw for more details and how much you can save or maybe to even get free electricity tune in wednesdays on the ambitious radio network when we interview interesting thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs that are changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. Go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.